Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Menes in the news. And joining us, our, our second returning champion of uh, this season, Ali Coluccio. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you for uh, having me back. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, all right. So today we are going back to minute 26, which begins with Doc announcing that he's putting the almanac in the trash <laughs> where it belongs. Um and then ends with uh, Doc saying that he foresees two possibilities. So, uh, first of all, I like that there's a little robot trash can. That's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, it's very Star Warsy. Honestly, we don't have that. I'm sad that we don't have. Yeah, I know, right? I would love nothing more than just to ch- have to chase my garbage cans around. <laughs> well, it makes it something little else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh, it, it, it's called a litter bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That, that. I was gonna say because I saw it say that I was like, if they're putting their trash away, they're not litter bugs. Uh, but it makes yeah. more sense that the maybe trash can is named maybe you bug. can throw it away on the top if you're a good person, but if not, it runs it runs around the streets and just like kind of hoovers up litter. It just follows you. Yeah. yeah. Shames yeah. you for being litter bugs. Yeah. You get like a ticket. It prints out tickets too. Shame. Um, shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. So Doc notices, uh, having looked down the alley, that uh, two police officers have found Jennifer. Two very beautiful uh, um, police officers. Yeah. So the thing about them being lady police officers. So two things. Number one, rewatching this movie before we started this season, I was like, I don't I can't figure out if this is like if if this is I, I couldn't figure out if this was like, oh, like, wow, they just they had an opportunity to have two police officers and they made them both women, one of which is a woman of color, which I was like, wow, that's I, I can't tell if it's progressive or if it's the opposite of that, be, <laughs> like be because because well okay so the behind the scenes thing about this was that they wanted to make a future that was the opposite of Blade Runner. They wanted to make a future that mm-hmm. was like happy and shiny and great. And they were like, "What's more happy and shiny than if the police officers were both beautiful women?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so right? So it just makes you go like I I mean you were almost there, but you uh, well, the, the reason well, you, you have to good. wonder you have to wonder if the script was like, you know, two female police officers are like, you know, are are investigating Jennifer's situation. And then maybe like casting sent two like like JC Penny models. No. Like, because the, the fact that they're women was uh, a Zemeckis decision. It was a directorial decision during the casting, like pre-production process. The oh. script just just okay, has them as yeah. Well, Officer Reese and Officer Foley, those are their names. Damn, I, I'll tell you what, man. I want a show about Reese and Foley, like because you get well, it's, you get like, yeah. little flashes of personality, like in between the both of them, <laughs> and just like a few lines. Yeah, for sure. Well, and what's interesting, too, about those two names is every time there's been police officers in uh, any uh, Zemeckis movie, 
their names have been Reese and Foley. Oh, really? So yeah. So it's sort of like an ongoing, I don't know, in-joke? or. I wonder if there's or, like a story behind that. Like if they see, were like now featured. I want to watch the, the Reese and Foley TV show where they're like Time Lord cops <laughs> yeah. and they just constantly regenerate into like the different iterations. They're just two, of, yeah. They're just two beat cops. Of officers Reese and Foley in the various Zemeckis movies. Oh and yeah, always destined to be like friends and like <laughs> partners. So it's kind of like I, a cloud atlas say, kind of deal. I will say if if okay, so first off, the decision to make them women, well, the decision behind making them women, not so great. The fact that they're women is cool. The fact that one of them is black is cool. The fact that they're not dressed. In a provocative manner. I kind of do like that they basically just look like cops. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of impressed. I, I on almost that. wish I did not know about the behind the scenes thing. Well no, and like and like and like the <laughs> thing that they're women isn't really the thing that's like what? I guess it's just weird to me that they're both like tall and like they have the same they're both have like their hair and like the exact same like braid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, and they, they kind of look similar. It was just kind of like a weird, like, oh, okay. Well, Reese, Officer Reese, is actually portrayed by Mary Ellen Trainer, who was uh, Robert Zemeckis' wife at the time. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so he cast her as that. And then Officer Foley was played by an actress named Stephanie E. Williams, uh, who I'm not sure did a whole lot after that. So, mm-hmm. um but I I uh, I'm I'm interested in I think they do a really good job for just being in this movie for literally this week <laughs> of minutes. <laughs> um, I I like I, I I think you're right, Nick. I think they they really did like kind of give them personality, and I don't know. I like it. They remind me of '80s police officers. Mm-hmm. Like the way that anytime a a, a a cop in an 80s movie would show up just randomly, they'd always have like a lot of personality, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm uh, tired. Yeah. Whereas like now they're kind of, they're always like kind of just generic cops. Yeah. In most things. Well, now, they're, no, now they just get killed. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. I, I watched a lot of Arrow this past couple of weeks. And oh, yeah, no. That, and that show just... <laughs> Everyone wa- just dies in that show. Yeah, they just <laughs> wantonly murder hordes upon hordes of, like, armed, like, like police, like, men and women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never, yeah. a, never a, never a, never a batted eye from, from Felicity Smoke about our, our, our fallen... I, I really want Felicity Smoke to just come to the Flash. She's been on that show. <laughs> she, I, dude, oh, she's I always would, talking would, to people. She's always texting members of Team Flash while she's on Arrow. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's my I favorite thing. I would be super into her on Legends of Tomorrow, honestly. Oh. Her on Legends of Tomorrow would be really cool. I, I don't <laughs> know what her place on Flash awesome. would be. I feel like she would replace Caitlyn Snow or Cisco, and both of those things would bum me out. No, like I think she's just added on. Okay. I do. I do like the. Uh, they had a, a good Felicity reference a couple weeks ago on the Flash. Nice. Oh yeah, they did. Like that. A, yeah, there's literally a fancy bit of hacking, and they're like, "Who's the best hacker?" And everyone's like, "Felicity Smoke." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, there'll be scenes in season three where like. 
she'll just be like at her desk and she's like, wait, Cisco, hold on. What? And then it's like, I'm lying to you again. I'm dead. It's my fault. And she's like, okay, bye. (laughs) I don't know why. What the hell is she doing with Oliver? Like, really? Yeah. I just, uh, she's so (laughs) awesome. And then she's on that show and it's like, show, why are you so terrible to Felicity? (laughs) I really, I really wanted her to get with, uh, with Brandon Routh. I was, I was really into that for a while. I was into that, but they kind of had him be a little bit borderline creepy about it. Like, I want you to work for me, so I buy your company! Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a little weird. That was a little weird. He's like a golden retriever with a bajillion dollars. <laughs> he um, doesn't really know how to people. I'm picturing a golden retriever in, like, a sensible, like, sweater. Like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I've come here with, with business. <laughs> I come well, from business things. Retrie- speaking of golden retrievers, uh, Marty joins Doc. Yes. <laughs> over well, as they as they peer down the alley. Um, Doc reacting to, to the cops is amazing. Yeah. Next to well, he he's so pearl clutchy about the whole situation. <laughs> oh, the police. Oh, <laughs> he's so distracted by the police that he does not throw the almanac out, even though no. he has it right over the litter bug. <laughs> yeah, he has to dive behind the wall and hide. Well, maybe he's worried it'll make noise. Oh yeah, probably. Like maybe it'll say like "Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Doc Brown, for traveling <laughs> through time and space." <laughs> thank you, Emmett Brown. <laughs> uh, they're right next to that big like paint ad painting on the wall for uh, surfing in Vietnam. Yes. Like you do. Yeah, like you do. Um, I wonder... I mean, I didn't I didn't look this up but because I, I didn't wonder it until just now, but I wonder if there is much of a surf culture in the Vietnams. I, ge- I genuinely don't know. I don't... Yeah, I know. Neither do I. I wonder. Because, I mean, you know, they've got beaches and stuff. I don't even... I don't even know how to imagine Vietnam in 2016. Like, literally all of my visual references (laughs) for the country of Vietnam are in, like, 90s movies about the 60s. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. I'm I'm now Googling surfing in Vietnam. You're probably only going to get back to the future references. Apparently, there's an article from 2011 about Da Nang being a surf city. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so there we go. Nailed it. There you go. Yeah, they nailed it. All right. Good work. Good work, Bobs. Um, Marty is so excited at the prospect of seeing himself, his house and his self as an old man. <laughs> he's he's so he like I I don't think I've ever seen him so excited. Well, I I I think just you know this new adventure is so far a lot better than his last one. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess he, he also thinks that all right, worst case scenario, I go to the house, I get to see where I live, and if you know, Jennifer tries to sleep with me. That's that's way better than my mom trying to sleep with like, me. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen is I have to maybe have, maybe, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, there's, a lot of, there's actually a few weird things that could happen in the house. <laughs> there, I was going to say. 
there's, I mean, they did Mother Son, so go to the future. <laughs> the opposite of that. Oh, was uh, the, is that kind of like if Seth MacFarlane directed Back to the Future, where, like where they learn all the wrong lessons from? Like, the, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so people liked it when it, we thought that the mom and the uh, son were gonna have sex, so now it's the brother and the sister. Or mm-hmm. ugh, stuff was better yeah. in the eighties. <laughs> um. Yeah, I love. I also really like the moment where, because uh, I don't think I've ever really put it together before. But when Doc says, uh, when, when Marty's like, "Ah, oh, we we got to stop them from taking Jennifer," and she's like, "He's like, and tell them what that we're time travelers from the future. They'll have us committed." And it's like, "Oh, right," because twelve monkeys get. No, no, he gets committed oh. later in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, in uh, in alternate uh, alternate nineteen eighty five, he gets committed. So it's not a weird uh, future reference to 12 Monkeys. No. No, it is not. (laughs) That would be really weird. It's just foreshadowing. (laughs) Just foreshadowing. That's a show. Some good foreshadowing, though. Uh, Yeah, so (laughs) then he starts talking about the consequences of meeting their future self, which I... I guess guess I'm just realizing that that's only an issue in this movie. Like... the way he's talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, didn't we already cover this in the last one? It's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess we didn't, did we? There was no, like, crossover. No, yeah, because it never was, like, Marty meeting Marty. Marty. Yeah. It was always, he wasn't around. Right. Yeah, there was never really any issue, because it's not like George was ever going to run into George. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It was just something, I guess I'd never really realized that. They they really a lot of the mythology of of Back to the Future kind of really does come from this movie, like more so than I'd like to admit. Sure, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, because like anytime that you hear jokes, like time travel jokes in shows, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we were just talking about Arrow. I'm pretty sure that Ray made more than a few Back to the Future jokes on. Um, on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, so oh, do they yeah. time travel in that show? That show's all about time travel. No, oh. um, good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so it's so like time. you know. So, oh, and, but but every time that he makes a reference, I it it's typically something to do with you know meeting your future self or that sort of well, thing. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like they're doing a lot of like futury travel because Rip is from the future. Right. Exactly. That's true. Because so. like, what are the big time travel stories to like you know mass pop culture like it's back to the future doctor who i think that's it yeah and even doctor who's like doctor starting who. to like my mom wouldn't get a doctor who joke but my mom would get a back to the future joke you know right other like, than back to the future as far as like bill mass ted. bill and ted yeah oh bill, bill and ted. ted yep good call although good pull. I, I do feel like back to the future is definitely a more is definitely a larger pop cultural touchstone. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there are definitely people billing what now, right? Even the Matrix was in a time travel movie, right? Uh, and, I, and and Back to the Future has the Back to the Future franchise has lasted longer than the Bill and Ted franchise. Well, B- Bill and Ches- Ted Ted has the weirdest left turn of a sequel in movie history. Oh yeah, um, so <laughs> I think that's part of it. Not- <laughs> Not having is not having the legs that Back to the Future does. They should do a like they should do a a, a 
a Bill and Ted comic, Back to the Future comic like crossover. They should. I'm also surprised there hasn't ever been a a Doctor Who uh, Bill and Ted crossover because they're both basically in phone booths. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a the uh, Bill and Ted phone booth was a Doctor Who reference when they did it. Um, And they were like, ah, Americans won't get this because they don't know what Doctor Who is. Granted, he's like a police box, but still. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Because there's so many people being like, it's not a phone booth right now. <laughs> we know it's not a phone booth. It's a police, it's a police box. What's a police box? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I just know it's different. <laughs> so, uh, Allie, something we've been doing uh, on the show this season, there were two different drafts of Back to the Future 2. There was uh, the earliest draft, which is called the 1967 draft, which is the big change. I mean, there's a lot of changes in it, but the the major change in that draft, in the original draft, is that instead of returning to 1955, they went back to 1967 um, to sort of get a new decade, I guess. It was George and Lorraine in college. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, 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 it wasn't. They weren't in college. They were out of college. Out you of keep college. saying that, but like, they weren't in college. It's because that's what I want it to be, Scott. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally 12 years after the after He's the. He's going to will it for them to be in college. <laughs> they were in college for a long time. I want to see um, Lorraine be the head of a sorority. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Uh, that's one of our spinoff ideas. And then the other draft, the draft after that, is called the Paradox Draft, which includes... Uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3 in one sequel. That was just going oh, okay. to be called Back yeah. to the Future colon Paradox. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so we've been comparing this, the scripts a little. Now, the Paradox draft in this particular scene is fairly similar. But uh, when we last left off in the 67 draft, Marty had gotten into a car with Dave and Linda, old Dave and Linda, in 2015, <laughs> because they believe that Marty is Marty's son. Who in this uh, draft is called Norman. Uh. And yeah, who in this draft is called Norman. Um, oh. Yeah, and uh, so they're on their way to the hospital for some reason. We don't know why yet. But uh, Dave is saying that mom is pretty upset that Uncle Joey didn't make parole again. No! <laughs> In 2015, uh, she said he says that she was really hoping he'd be there. We don't know why. Uh, and then Linda says, "Well, there's one in every family." And then throws a glance at Norman and says, "Sometimes more than one." Whoa, Aunt Linda! Yeah. Ouch! Throwing shade. Throwing your shade at nephew. Norman. Yeah. Uh, so then they they go and they land at Hill Valley Community Hospital. And uh, Marty is really impressed because he's like, whoa, this place is sure grown. Um, because apparently <laughs> sure. we've heard of the Hill Valley Community Hospital before this. I don't remember that. Maybe Marty used to like volunteer there. Yeah, maybe. Um, so he asked what's going on over there. And Linda's like, Earth to Norman, Earth to Norman. What do you <laughs> think we're doing here, nephew? First of all, I... I mean, have you ever had an aunt that's called you, like, niece or nephew? No. That's not a thing, <laughs> right? That is a little weird. 
Yeah, it's a little weird. It bothers me that she does the the Biff. Yeah. Yeah, Earth to say, She sounds like Biff. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, did she pick that up from Biff? Because I don't like that shit at all. No, I don't. It's weird. Uh, so Marty's like, oh, are we going to go see uh, Grandma? And Dave's like, yeah. And, and why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and why are we seeing her? And Marty's like, um, because she's here? And they just, Dave and Linda just look at each other and shake their heads. And then we go to Griff, who's in a convertible following them. And uh, and Whitey, one of his gang members, says, they're going to the hospital. And Griff says, then so are we. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I don't know. It's very cartoony. So we don't yet know why Lorraine is in the hospital. No, we don't know yet. Oh, man, I hope she's okay. We'll, we'll find out more as we continue this week. <laughs> okay. So so what's going on in the Paradox Draft, if, if you don't Paradox mind? Paradox Draft is pretty much the same. Okay, cool. Yeah, nothing. nothing's really changed yet, uh, and nothing will really change until we get to the end of this uh, sequence. Because remember, everything was out of order. The Jennifer stuff was early in the scene, yeah. and then... Mm-hmm. All of the exposition was like toward the end of the scene instead. Yeah. All at once in a big, huge clump of exposition that was like four pages of exposition. It was ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all the notes I got for this minute. Yeah. You guys have anything me, else? Me too. No. Um, Foley and Foley and, and what? Wells? Reese. Uh, uh, Fo- Reese yeah, Reese and Foley. Reese and Foley. I like them. I like the cut of their jibs. Yeah, they. I remember their names because I think of like Kyle Reese and Axel Foley, which would also be amazing. Say, I was I was wondering if Foley was an Axel Foley reference. I don't know. Apparently not, because apparently they were characters in both used cars and in uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Wow. So, um, and both of those were like early early 80s and i think now i want to hold your so there had to have been okay so wait okay so recent i I bet there's a recent foley in who framed roger rabbit there's gotta be yeah probably um like like maybe the cops that are like yeah yeah he calls it the dip or like one of those guys (laughs) mate mate were those cops i think those were just drunks what no i always thought those were cops they were both Oh, right in the warehouse (laughs) that's right yeah in the warehouse yeah Um, maybe those were uh, Axel and Foley, or sorry, Foley and Axel and Foley. Reese and Foley. Well, yeah. Um, wow, you know, police haven't really shown up in a Robert Zemeckis movie. The Walk. The Walk had some police officers in it. There weren't any police officers in uh, Flight. Yeah, they, but they were in Flight. Yeah, there had to have been. There was there was a lot of drug and alcohol use in that. Mm-hmm. Polar Express. I'm pretty sure definitely had cops. Yes. Yeah, it was played played like t- played by Tom Hanks, like everyone else in that movie. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, as the little boy, like, okay, so like, okay, so he comes home on Christmas Eve and he's like, believe in my shit, and <laughs> Christmas morning, and like, what if the establishing <laughs> shot was like the conductor being like arrested by the police, <laughs> like a Polar Express, like parked outside the house. <laughs> I didn't go it. It's just the worst ending. Oh man, <laughs> I hate that movie, and my mom loves it. And every time I come home for Christmas, we have to watch it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know that I've even ever seen it. 
I've really, never seen it either. All really of those creepy. all those motion capture animated movies creep me out. I can't I can't do Yeah, that. it definitely sits at that uncanny valley. It is not okay. Yeah. I think of those, I think Beowulf is the best one, but it's still weird. Not Monster House? Well, I don't count that one because he didn't direct it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's why I don't count Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> no one counts Mars Needs Moms for anything. <laughs> the IRS sure did. <laughs> oh, no. All right. All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 27. Uh, in the meantime, you can go to our website, DuelingGenre.com, where you can find our other podcast, The Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast that we do with Cassandra Fredrickson. Uh, we just finished up our first round. We've we've covered every the first story of every doctor, and we're about to start up the second story of every doctor. Why have I not? That's the perfect way to word it, and we've never done that before. Oh, have we not? Really? I don't think I don't think I don't think anyone's ever put it in in such a compact amount of words as that. Oh, I guess I just did because I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> It happens. That's how brains work. I have time to explain it. Yeah, that's how brains work, I guess. Uh, So, yeah, so we're going to start covering the second story by Every Doctor. Um, And that that should be, uh, I think think we're starting that the first week of June, I believe. It's coming Um, up. So go... Go, uh, go, go, uh, catch up and guys. And today to was, it. um, or never mind. That is, is New Earth in that one? Uh, yes, that... New Earth would be in that round. I love yeah. that. Cats and zombies. Oh yeah, that's some good Maybe stuff. Maybe be a guest on that when we when we get to that one. Yeah. Oh, oh, that is one of my favorite episodes. In like four oh, years well. or whenever it is, we get to that episode. There we go. Uh, we'll be in touch. <laughs> um. Yeah, so then uh, also go check out uh, Geek by Night, our original audio drama about comic nerds who get superpowers, try to become superheroes as they're transitioning from their 20s to 30s and learning about responsibility in more ways than one. Uh, so go go check that uh, show out as well. Those are both at DuelingGenre.com. You can also go to DuelingGenre.com slash support where uh, you can check out our Patreon page and see what we got going on there. And if you want to throw us like five bucks a month, uh, we would appreciate it because it helps us keep the lights on. And uh, as always, go check out the other podcasts in the Minute family. But most of all, check out Star Wars Minute, our patriarchs, as they are wrapping up uh, Phantom Menace this week. Uh, I believe they're, uh, they're, they're working their way through the credits right now. So... Uh, they did it. Congratulations. They've only got two more prequels to go. (laughs) But then Uh, the force awakens and and then the force awakens the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a, it's a deep, dark tunnel for two more years. Uh, attack the clones and revenge of the Sith, revenge of the Sith, where everyone sits. (laughs) It's a movie of people sitting and looking at each other. I was going to say, I was like, that one's not as bad. Oh, it's so boring. Yeah, it's so it's it is. It, Revenge of the Sith is always worse than you imagine. You remember it being. It's, well, I watched Attack of the Clones not that long ago, and I was like, "Oh, this is way worse than I remember it being." <laughs> the trick to the prequels is just to remember them and not actually watch them. Uh, you know what it is? I just I and I. Still think he was okay. I just really like Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, just, Ewan McGregor's fantastic. He's 
I just, I just want him. I don't want the Han Solo movie. I want Ewan McGregor to get an Obi Wan Kenobi movie that does not have Anakin Skywalker in it. What I've heard, what, what I've heard, is that when they finish Episode Nine, they're going to take a break from the episodes mm. by uh, doing an Obi Wan trilogy. That's what I've heard. Really? That's what I've heard. Can All I right. say something? Can I say something? Yeah. Hang in there, you and McGregor. It'll only be another decade before you can do it. <laughs> I really want to see the movie where he plays Jesus. Um, and the devil. And the devil. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, there's a movie called Last Days in the Desert where it's you and McGregor as Jesus when he like goes and gets lost in the desert and has that moment desert. of doubt. And That's what that movie is about? Yeah, yeah. and then you and McGregor is also like the fall. He hallucinates the devil and it's him as the devil. And he's trying to like, hey Jesus, don't do that. I know this. I know this DVD cover. I've just never actually, yeah, read the back of it clearly, yeah. or seen the movie. <laughs> um. uh, well, okay, so we went down the hole, but yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.